Good morning. Today's daf is daf samach. Today's shir is leilu nishmas. Brayna vash tuvia zeev and etareichel basper yakusiel. May the neshamas have an aliyah and may the memory be a blessing. And also for a full shame of Yitzchak Yehuda ben Miriam and Chaya Chayka bas Baba Michla. And they both have a complete and speedy recovery. Okay, so we're we're going to start the new sugi at the bottom of Nun Tesamud Beis. It's about the sixth, seventh last line of. 59b. Um, the Gemara's, yeah, it's, uh, it's in, going to bring a brysa and then we're going to analyze that brysa clause by clause. Um, so it says, now remember we're discussing a coin goddle, and a coin goddle, one of the requirements of a coin goddle that we discussed over the last half was that he has to marry a basula, he has to marry a virgin. So the, so the brysa says, Anusas atmo, futas atmo. What happens if the coin goddle raped or seduced someone. I, it's, not, it's not someone who was raped or who was seduced, because then obviously they are not a basula. But here they were raped or seduced by the Kohen Godel. So they're, they're not a basula, but it's because of him. So he says, Lo yisa. He's not allowed to marry them. The im noso nosui, but if he does marry them, his marriage takes effect. Anusas uh, If it's a woman that was raped or seduced by someone else, Lo Yisa, he's not allowed to marry them. Ve'im no and if he did marry them, Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, Omer havlad halal, Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov says, the child is a halal, the child, it's, this woman was also for the coin to marry, and we know that if a coin marries and has a child through someone that's also, it makes the child a halal. A halal is a, well, a halal is the masculine, born, a, a child born to a coin from someone who's not allowed to have had a union with, or it might be specifically someone who only a coin is not allowed to have a union with. So if it was a mamzer who no one's allowed to have a union with, that might not make it a halal. We'll see some of those sujis later on. But sorry, I'm getting uh, caught up in this discussion. But a halal is, is a child born to a kohen and someone also to him, and the child is an in, is not a doesn't have the status of a kohen. He can't eat truma, he can't do avoid in the base amidash, etc. The Chachomim moment, the Chachomim say, Vlad kosher, the Chachomim say, the Vlad is a kosher, is kosher. Okay, we're going to analyze each phrase, we're going to analyze in the first case, what does it mean, this Anusas, someone that he raped or he seduced, he should have married, but if he did, they remain married, what does that term refer to? Um, we're going to clarify also what's the Machloikis, Rabbi Lezab and Yaakov, and the Chachomim, whether this child of, if a coin marries someone else who was raped, is the child a halal or not? We'll clarify that in the coming Gemara. Okay. So Omar we said that the Kohen should not marry someone that he raped or seduced, but if he does, Nosu Nosu. So Omar Ravuna, Omar Ravuna says in Amor but he must divorce her. So he and get, if he gets married, not so, not so, but he must divorce. He says, But wait, the price has said, if he's married, he's married. Implying that if he's married her, he can remain married. And all of a sudden comes along Rav Huna Omar Rav and says, No, but he must divorce her. That seems to co- contradict exactly what the price has said. So no, Omar Rav Achabar Yaakov, Omar Rav Achabar Yaakov, he says, Loima, this is coming to tell you, Sha'ain Meshalem Knas Bumafuta. He doesn't have to pay the class of the girl he seduced. Aye, what's the halach if a man rapes or seduces, again, a single girl, we're not discussing a married girl, a nara, and then he has to pay a penalty of 50 shkolim. Now, if, however, he marries the girl he seduced, 
okay, we're not talking about rape anymore, we're talking about Jew, then he does not have to pay that penalty. So if he agrees to marry, he doesn't have to pay the penalty. So that's what the price is telling us. That's how we're explaining it. That this kind Godel should not marry this this girl that he raped or that he, that he seduced. But if he does marry her, the marriage counts to the degree that he doesn't have to pay the penalty. However, comes along Rav Hunam Rav, says he must still divorce her. The Kohen Godel should not remain married to this woman because, again, he was only supposed to marry someone who was a virgin. Now, Omel Rav, yeah, Tosfos here, maybe we'll discuss it a bit at the end of the sukkah, but Tosfos asks the question. It does seem a bit bother, bothering. So wait, instead of this girl was raped, uh, seduced. The, the difference between rape and seduced, obviously rape is against her will and seduced is, I think we're speaking about a younger girl. I mean, anyway, if we're discussing someone a coin can marry, we're speaking about a young girl, is uh, where she was uh, seduced. If she wasn't raped, she agreed to it. There was, I guess, to a degree consent, but he's still liable for this um, penalty. So, Tosos, one second, so Tosos asks, wait, so, but at the end of the day, so wait, he marries her, he gets off the penalty, that's what we, how we're learning the price when it says, im nosu nosu, if they get married, their marriage counts, I am not that he's allowed to remain married, but that he's off this penalty, well then, but then when he divorces her, he's going to have to pay the ksuba. So what does he gain? Or what's the difference, whether he's paying this penalty or whether he's paying the ksuba? Okay, so maybe we'll discuss that a bit later in the sugya, but don't, that, that, that's just to appease, I think, Mervyn is starting to worry about what's going on. I'll just marry her to get off paying a penalty, that's not fair. He says, no, there's the ksuba then. But the, then you have the question, okay, so then what's the difference? That's Tostas' question. Okay, also, Rav Gvia, me bake, oh, sorry, Benji, you wanted to ask something. Did you rape her? Yeah. Or, or seduced her, and she was a virgin? Yeah. No, so that's, I mean, that's the case, and we're saying he shouldn't have married, shouldn't marry her, but if he did, they married, to this degree. He doesn't have to divorce her. No, he does have to divorce her. Even though she was a virgin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's how we're learning at the moment. Now, Ozel, Rav Gvia, Mibekisil, Amrili Shmaisai, Kaimu, Dharavashi, Rav Gvia, Mibekisil, came and said, the Sukhya before Ravashi. Says So Ravashi said to him, Both Rav and Rabbi Yochanan both said, A Kohen Godel should not marry a boy Geres or a Mukha Eitz. Remember we discussed this yesterday, a boy Geres is a girl, the, the stages of a girl is Katana and Nara for six months, and then a boy Geres. So a Kohen Godel is not supposed to marry a boy Geres. A Mukha Eitz is a girl who's lost her Basulim, lost her virginity, her Harman, but not through... Uh, Intercourse, but through some other means, some injury or something like that. Loyisai, he shouldn't marry her. But if he married her, they remain married. Now, we're not discussing a case of rape or anything like that, that there's a penalty that we're saying he must marry her to get off something, but then divorce her. Here, nosunosu clearly means married. Uh, they can remain married. Now, why can't. So he shouldn't have married this woman, but if he does, he can remain married. Now, Alma, we see. Sofelios, Bogeris, Taktov, Sofelios, Muka, Eitz, Taktov. In the end, she would become a Bulgaris under him anyway. In the end, she would become a Mukha'ed's Tachtov anyway. I, in both these cases, when the Kohen, what we bring out from here is we emphasizing that when the Kohen does marry a Basula, everything changes. There's, she's not going to remain a Nara. She's going to grow up. She's not going to remain 
a non-virgin. I mean, by marrying her, she's going to change, but it definitely at some point in her, something's going to happen to her that she's not going to be, she's going to be mukait. So the key point is you focus on the first beer, the first time they're together, that she should be a basula. It says, So we can say the same thing here. Yeah, she is supposed to be, she is a bu'ula under him. I we bring in Benji's issue, is that wait. At the end of the day, clearly the Torah's insistence is that the first time he's with her, she's not a Bugaris, not a Mukha'at's eye, is a virgin, and, but we're aware, the Torah is aware that that's obviously going to change. So, so to hear, the first time was with her, and yeah, that is going to change, but it's not enough to make them get divorced. That's how Rav Ashi wants to explain. And let me just think, another way I express it is um, when we say a Kohen must marry a Basula or he must marry a Nara, we are aware that she will not remain like that forever um, and it will obviously change. But the essential point is that the first time he's with her is she's a Nara Basula. And then so to here. When he marries a woman who she was with for his first time, well, we're aware that's going to change anyway, so we're not going to retroactively make them get divorced. Um, one second, one second. The coin goddle, the coin goddle. A regular coin can even marry an almona, a widow, a woman who's been married. Yes. Can't marry a Bulgarian? Well, so that's a machlok as in yesterday's Mishnah, but we're going in that opinion. Um, so, so, but what do we see? That imnoso noso clearly means remain married, and not like we wanted to suggest marry just to avoid the the, the fine, etc. So Kasha, the one says, yep, that's difficult. We're not going to refute Ravuna Marav that they must get divorced, but it is difficult to learn like that. Okay, Anusas Chaveru Mufutas Chaveru Loyisov. This is the next line in the price. It says, Anusas Chaveru Mufutas Chaveru Loyisov. Im Noso Rebelez Ben Yaakov Omer Havlad Chalal V'Chachomim Omer Mavad Kosha. If someone else raped this girl, so she's a Bu'ula. She's a Bu'ula is a non-virgin um, from another man. He should not marry her. If he does marry her and they have a child. Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov says the child is a halal and the chachamim says it's kosher. So Omar Ravun, Omar Rav, Ravun says name of Rav Halacha. Rabbi Lezer ben Yaakov, Chayin Omar Rav Gidel, Omar Rav Halacha. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. Both Ravun in the name of Rav and Rav Gidel in the name of Rav said that Halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov. And this is the general, actually the general principle we have is that the Halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov because his teachings are kavanoki, few but clean. He, they say kind of like what he said, he, see, he didn't say that much, but what he said was very well deliberated, very well thought out, and therefore we accept it. I think the novel point, also why do we need to be told what the halacha is? I think it's a discussion, do we apply that halacha? Is that only in Mishnayos that we say we follow Rebbe Yaakov, or even in Bryce's? But uh, here we seem to be saying, even in prices. Okay. Some have a slightly different version. What's the source for Rebbe Lezeben Yaakov? That the child is a chalal. So it says, He holds like Rebbe Elozor. This we saw Rebbe Elozor yesterday. Um, it's just uh, slipped my mind. Um, oh, Rebbe Elozor holds that if you have... Remember, we said someone who is possible to all Kohanim actually is what's classified as a zona. 
Now, how do you reach that? What, det- what makes a gulazana? So the standard definition which we run with, which is a, it's a discussion later on in this Masenta, but it's the, one of the standard definitions is if a woman's with someone who she could not marry, I with a non-Jew, with a close relative, etc., that makes her a zona. Um, however, Rebbe Elazar has a very strict opinion that anyone, any out-of-wedlock, um, uh, any relations out of wedlock would make her a zonus. Even if you have a single guy and a single girl, it would make her a zona. And that, that's why. So therefore, this girl is a zona because she was raped. And therefore, she is forbidden to a kohen. And therefore, if a kohen has a child with her, the child will be a halal. So that's a But don't we say the teachings of Rebbe Lozer are Kavanoki? The Ilu Boho Omar of Amram in recording Rebbe Lozer's Aloha, of Amram says, Ain Aloha, Rebbe Lozer, Aloha is not like Rebbe Lozer. So now we're going to end up with contradictory statement. We're saying Rebbe Eliezer ben Yaakov's opinions based on Rebbe Elozer. But, and we always say the Aloha is like Rebbe Eliezer. Ben Yaakov, but here we say the halacha is not like Rabbi Elazar. So it, it, it doesn't work together. Those two principles that we have, okay, kasha, it's difficult. Okay, Ravam, Ravashi, Omar, Ravashi is going to give a different explanation to it. So Ravashi, Omar, they're arguing if the child of a union that is a chayva asay is a halal, is a halal. That's the argument. I. Okay, we know that a coin is not allowed to marry a grusha, and a coin god is not allowed to marry an almana. That's, those are negative commandments. So those, obviously, if the kohen is with those that has a child, the child will be a halal. But here it's a positive commandment that the kohen must marry a basula. The kohen god must marry a basula. So it's a positive commandment that we learn the flip side of, well, then he's not allowed to marry a baula. So that's what they're arguing it is that sort of isur, is that, does that, the union, the, would a child born from that union be a halal? So Rebbe holds there is, and Rabbanon holds there is not. My time, the Rebbe Eliezer ben Yaakov, what's his source? To see as the Pasuk says. Now just before we go into the Pasuk, I'll read the whole Pasuk. It says, A widow, a divorced woman, a halala, a girl born from a union of forbidden kohanim, a zona, es ele lo yikach, those he's not allowed to marry, again he's referring to the kohen ki im besula me'amov yikach isha, he must take a besula from his nation. As you can see, it's two different clauses. The first clause is, is the list of the negatives, and it says, it's ele lo yikach, those he's not allowed to marry, and then it says, ki im besula, etc. yikach, he has to marry a besula. Okay, so, so, so now we're going to see the drachis. It's Amman of a Kurusha v'chalala zayna is eile lo yikach ki im besula, etc. Uksiv v'lo yechalel zarobamot. So it brings that list of all those people he's not allowed to marry and that he must, must marry a besula. And then the very next pasuk says, and it will, and he will not make chalolim from his descendants. Akula, that sounds like it's going on the whole previous pasuk. I even on that he must marry a basula. The Rabbonin, oh, how does the Rabbonin read, read it? It says, Eile Hisik Inyan. When it says, these he shall not marry, that separates. I've oh, got two parts of the possible. You've got, Eile, these, the negative commandments, 
and the positive commandments. So the Rabbana learned that Eila is telling us to have different laws. Only on the negative commandments will the uni- a child born from that union be a halal or a halala, but not from the other one. Rebbe Lezab and Yaakov. Oh, so why doesn't Rebbe Lezab and Yaakov learn Eilez? It says, Eile limute nida, Eilez to exclude a nida. Only the above produce a halal, but if the Kohen Godel is with his wife who's a nida, and so that is someone also to him. Interesting, and it is amazingly severe. Um, it's isukores. The child will not be a halal. Um, I found it, what, what I was thinking about when I was reading this, it's phenomenal. We have, we, we listed, we've, I mean, at the beginning of the Maset, we enter a lot, the 15 Arais, well, 15 Arais, plus another 6, but the Arais are very, very strict, um, and we're discussing ones that are isukores. You know, you're not allowed to be with your sister, your mother, married woman, um, your brother's wife, etc. All those issues, very, very severe isurim, and amongst those is a nida. And when we discuss a kohen, a kohen, the the union of a kohen of a of a, of a kohen with a woman he's not allowed to be with is a halal or a, is, is a halal. Now that, but even like relatively light isurim, an almana, a grusha. These are negative commandments. They're not a touch on the severity of the actual Arayos and Anida. And uh, so too, um, Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov, which is the opinion we're in at the moment, he holds that it is uh, even, even a Chayva Asim, even if a Kohen Godel marries a, a non-Basula, marries a Baula, the child is a Chalal. However, if he's with his wife and she's a Nida, the child's fine. And if I remember correctly, the Rambam even says that she's not a Zoyna. She doesn't become Osir to Kahanim in the future. So I was just thinking, like, what could be the difference? Why all of a sudden is Nida? And I, and I, was, I, I could be totally wrong. But I was thinking that it's, it's the, the one is basically an illegal marriage or outside of wedlock. Those are all those Isurim. And whereas this is in the context, in the, what would you call it? Under the roof of a marriage. And that, that was what I was thinking. Maybe that's the spora. And we see because, granted, yes, it, it, I don't want to say it like this because it sounds like it's not severe, but obviously it is very severe. You need that. It's a chorus. However, there's there's a whole dimension that it doesn't unnecessarily undermine the moral fabric of society, like all these other forbidden relations, because it is in the context of a marriage. But I don't know. I don't know if that's true. But I was just trying to think: Why does Nida, which is such a severe, on regards when you look at the punishment and the arayos, doesn't create a halal, doesn't um, make the wife also to a husband? All these halachas that we find by the other severe surim doesn't seem to apply. Okay, carrying on. Command Oslohodatanya. Who would the following brisa be in accordance with? What does the brisa say? He says, Maele ato oise halal viato oise halal minida. You maele from these. In the Pasuk, they become a halal. The union will make a halal, but not from any. The command ke Rebbe Eliezer ben Yaakov, that is like Rebbe Eliezer ben Yaakov. Then the Gemara asks, Oh, the Rebbe Eliezer ben Yaakov, Nechtav Oh, but if you say like Rebbe Eliezer ben Yaakov, it would have made more sense to write the Eile Vesov. The, the Pasuk is broken into two clauses, which make it a bit difficult. It says, Amono Grushova Chalolo Zona. It's Eile Lo Yikach, which we're saying, these are not a nida. And then, again, according to Rebbe Zedin Yaakov, all part of that list is that he must, she, he must marry a basula. But why is it broken into two clauses? It should be at the end. You should read the Pasuk as, Amon, Grush, Vachalolo, Zonor. 
Loyikach ki im besulame amavikach and then to es eile loyikach. Or ki im besulayikach es eile loyikach. Why doesn't the eile should be at the bottom at the end of the process? The Gemara says kasha. It's a little bit difficult. Not enough to say Rebeleze ben Yaakov is wrong, but it is difficult. Okay, now we're going to go on to another brisa. Um, this brisa is contrasting the tar- a kohen, a regular kohen, is only allowed to become tome for seven relatives, and one of those relatives is his sister. But I'll read you the pasuk of his sister, and that's what we're going to go into now. Which halachas um, does it apply to? The pasuk is ulachois. The, the key point is ulachois sahabesula, his virgin sister. I a kohen, a kohen can become tome for his sister. Remember, Koen is not allowed to become Tomei, but he can become Tomei for his sister if she's a Basula. And then the Apostle carries on, and we're going to darish in each of these phrases. So, well, Achoisaha Basula, Akrova Elov, which is close to him, a close relative, Asheloi Hoisole Ish, who was never to another man, Lo Yitomei, for her, he can become Tomei. So, when we, so we've been discussing the context of Koen Godel must marry a Basula. So now we're going to discuss the context of a Kohen becoming Tomei by getting involved in the burial of his sister who's a Basula. Oh, it says only Basula. So which of those halachas apply? And we're going to discuss four categories. So the first category is Achoiso Aruso. So Rebbe Meb, Rebbe Yehuda, Omri Matamilo, Rebbe Meb, Rebbe Yehuda can say if she's only done a Rusin, he can become Tomei for her. I guess she is still a Basula. Rabbi Yoisi, Rabbi Shimon, I'm Rabbi Metamelo. Rabbi Yoisi and Rabbi Shimon cannot become Tomei for her. All of these will be discussed in the, in, in the, by the Gemara. Says a second category, Anusa Mufuta. What about a woman, his sister, who was raped or seduced? Divra Kol Ein Everyone agrees he cannot become Tomei for her. She doesn't fall into the category of Basula anymore. Umukas eight. Rabbi Shimon says he is not allowed to become Tomei for her if she lost her virginity, uh, her basulim in another way. Rabbi Shimon says, If she is fit to marry a Kohen Godel, that's where he can become Tomei for her. If she is not fit to marry a Kohen Godel, he cannot become Tomei for her. And now the fourth category of Vogeres. Metamelo Divrakol. According to everyone, he can become Tome for a Bogeres. Okay, and now we're going to go through the Psukim and see how they learn. So the first point we discussed was an Achoisa Arusa. Again, remember, Arusin is the first stage of marriage. It's done by putting a ring on her finger. So, Rebbe Meir, my time with the Rebbe Meir, Rebbe what's the source, the reason for Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Again, he said that he can become Tome for his sister who has only Dane Rusin says, the Dorshi Hachi, they expound the Pasuk as follows. Well, ach- yeah, sure. Um, Dorshi ha- um, what's the reason for Rebbe Man, Rebbe Yehuda, who say that he can become Tomei for his sister who's an Arusa? Uh, she's already Dane Rusin, he can still say why. So Dorshi Hachi expound as follows. His sister who is a Psula, Prakla Anusa Umafuta. That's excluding a girl who was raped or seduced. Maybe I will say also excluding a girl who is a muka aids because she's not a basula anymore and the Torah says only basula. No, the Pasuk emphasized if she was who was not to another man. It's only a girl who lost her virginity to a man that he, a coin could not become Tomei if she was his sister. 
ish ish someone who became a non-virgin specifically through a person hakrova who is close to him the rabos harusa to include an arusa because remember in their days they would do a rusin and they would still be she would still stay at her father's home so she would still be close to her brothers but then when she gets married, that's when she moves out into her husband's home. And I guess slowly, the, you can just general, the, um, she won't be as close to her brothers anymore. So that's, so Hakrova comes to include Arusa. A love to him, Lerabos HaBogeres, to include also Bogeres. So, so that's, uh, that's the Joshua. So the like, says, he says, wait, why do we need a posuk to include a, boke- a bogeres? Remember, we learned yesterday that a boke- for some, in some aspect, a bogeres partially loses her basulim. When she reaches that age, it's a little bit, seems a little bit of a discussion in Australia, but something happens to her body that she pass- she's not a full, she doesn't have a full basulim anymore. She partially loses it. So Rebbe Meir says, yes, in yesterday's stuff we saw Rebbe Meir says, when the, if the apostle could have just said basula by coin Godel, we would say that implies even if it's partially intact. So so to here it says basula, which would mean even if it's partially intact, which would include a bulgaris. So why do I need a special word, a love, to include a bulgaris, when I would automatically include a bulgaris? So the Moran says, no, it's just, I might have thought, basula, basula, mahasam. learn basula, basula from there. What's there? There is, um, um, it's by the discussion of, um, I, th- I think it's by the, by the discussion of uh, rape or mufuta or rape, but it says, ki motzei ish na'ara basula. No, I'm not sure what the concept But if he finds a na'ara basula, so maybe so to ya, ma you might have thought just as over there when it says basula it's connected to naro so to here when it says basula it must be referring to a naro that's why it has the extra word a love to include a bogeres okay so that is Rebbe Meir and Rebbe Yehuda's way of learning the drosha then we say what's the reason for Rebbe Yossi and Rebbe Shimon remember they said that you cannot become Tomei for, and a Kohen cannot become Tomei for Achoisa Arusa. If his sister had done just the first age of marriage, they're not allowed to become Tomei. So how do they? So Dorshi Hafi, they learn the Posuk as follows. La Achoisa ha Basula, his sister is a Basula, that's who he can become Tomei for. Pratla Anusa Mufuto Muka Aits. That's excluding any girl who's not a Basula, whether it's because she was raped, seduced, or injured. Asher lo Hoisa. Protla Arusa, who was never to a man, sorry, Asher Lo Hoiso, who was not, excludes Arusa. Remember the word Hoiso, I and Yihiye always have the connotation of, not always, just very often have the connotation of Kiddushim. So this Hoiso being has the connotations of marriage. So it says Asher Lo Hoiso, who had never been, I had never done Kiddushin Pratla Rusa. That excludes Hakrova. Hakrova comes, Lerabos Arusa Shenizgarsha. That excludes, where, that includes if she was an Arusin and she got divorced. I, if she was an Arusa when she died, then the brother Kohen can't become Tomei for her. If she was an Arusa and then she got divorced and then she died, the brother could become Tomei for her. That's what 
Hakrova, who's still close to him because now she's moved, she's lost that connection to her husband because she got divorced, so she would be close to her brother again. It says, A love, Le Rabo says a Bogeres, and A love has come to include a Bogeres. Now we said, Hakrova, Le Rabo, Sarusus, and Ishgarza. We said that Hakrova is coming to include an Arusa that got divorced. But didn't Rabbi Shimon say that if she is fit to a Kohen Godel, he can become Tomei for her? If she is not fit for a Kohen Godel, he cannot become Tomei for her? And she's a Grusha. We're saying she's a girl who was engaged, uh, she had done a Rusin, and then she got divorced. She's a Grusha, she is not fit to a Kohen Godel. So how can Rabbi Shimon say that she's... Mutar. So the Gemara says, no, shiny awesome to Rabbi Machmona, Krova. Yeah, that's it's different there because the Torah includes her with the extra word, Krova, who she's close to. So you're right. She couldn't marry a Kohen Godel. She actually couldn't marry any Kohen. But the Pesach, that's why the Pesach has to tell us. There's now that says, oh, Iyachi, Muka Eitz, Nami Rabbi. Well, then why don't we include a Muka Eitz? She's as close to her brother if she um, gets injured and loses her virginity if she was never married and... Uh, is, or just done a rusin. So the Quran says, achas time. With word krova, we can only include one and not two. Oh, Maro is. So why did you include this one? Why did you include the Arusu who got divorced and not include a Mukha 8? So he says, no. With the Mukha 8, an action was done to her. Something happened to her. She's ch- something changed her that she lost her virginity. She got an injury and lost her virginity. Again, she didn't have intercourse. So she's not a... In that sense, she's still a virgin, but she did lose her basulim. But an, through an action, something was done to her. But with a rusin, no action was done with her. All the husband did was put a ring on her finger, and then he divorced her. So there's no action on her. So that's why it's more likely when we're including one of them, we have we can include one of them and say that the brother, her brother, coin could become Tommy for her. It must be the one where no action was done on her. Okay. Now, very interesting. What we're going to point out is we held that by an Arusa, Rabbi Yoisi joined with Rabbi Shimon in his halacha that an Arusa. That a coin cannot become Tomei for his sister who's an Arusa. But then in the second halacha, um, in the next halacha, he doesn't join with Rabbi Shimon in the halacha of. Uh, um, sorry, John, what was that? In, in, in the halacha of Mukha 8, he doesn't join with him. So how does that... So the Gemara is going to point out, why did Rabbi Yossi break with his, uh, with his team? So Rabbi Yossi, by the fact that he left his team, he left... He was on Rabbi Shimon's team, and then Rabbi Shimon, when it came to the discussion of Mukha 8, he left Rabbi Shimon's team. That him tells us that he holds like Rabbi Meir regarding a Mukha 8. I, that, he can, that a man can become, a coin can become Tomei for his sister who was a Mukha 8. Minole, where does Rabbi Yossi learn that from? So he learns that Miloho Soleish was never to a man. Didn't he already use that to exclude Aishas Arusa, Achos, where his sister was in Arusa? Again, the, the difficulty is Rabbi Meir had this part of the Pasuk free, whereas Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yossi, that he's the one we're analyzing at the moment, used that Pasuk to say that a woman who's already done a Rusin 
cannot a kohen cannot become tomei for his sister who had done a rusin. Um, so where would he know that? So he says no. Kad milahaisa v'chad milahish. Yeah, one drasha from milahaisa who was never, and the other drasha milahish. Right, so you can break that phrase into two phrases and learn out both drashas. Okay, then we move on to the next point. Elov l'rabos habogeres. We said elov includes bogeres, i.e. a kohen can become tomei for his sister who's a bogeres. There's avaha amar Rabbi Shimon besula besula shleima mashma. But didn't Rabbi Shimon say when when we see the word besula, it implies with her a full besula, i.e. not a bogeres? Says yeah, time of day nami hasamei hacha. And so so he says yeah, actually. Rabbi Shimon learns that from here. Why? I, you're right. When we were discussing a coin Godel has to marry a Basula, and we said that excludes a Bulgarian, he actually learns that from here. Because the Dorish Hachi Mida Elov, the Rabbos Habulgarian, Michal the Basula, Basula Shleim Mashma. By the fact that it has to have a special word, Elov, to say that the coin can become Tomei for his sister must be, it excludes, uh, must be a basula would imply he could not. Again, by the fact that the word Elov implies he can become Tomei for a Bulgarian, the word basula would imply that he can't. So what do we see? Basula means full, a full basula and not a Bulgarian. And that's why over there, by Kohen Godel, where we don't have any extra words, he learns, oh, it says basula that excludes a Bulgarian. So that's actually, this is actually his starting point. Okay, now we're going to go into a new point, again discussing who uh, Kohen can marry, and this is regarding marrying a convert. Now there's a machlokes, whether, uh, if, if a convert can marry a Kohen, um, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai holds, that's, and this is the opinion we're going to focus on first, that as long as she converted when she was under three, it's fine. She can marry a convert. Um, she, the coin can marry her, whereas if she converted when she was over three, he can't. She can't. And the the rabbonin they hold that she can never a kohen cannot marry a convert. It doesn't marry, ma- matter her age, but he can't. This is actually interesting. This is all learned out from a pasuk in Yechezkel. So it's a discussion. Is is Yechezkel explaining the Torah, or is he making a zayrit rabbonin? But let's learn. He's explaining the Torah, so it's isu Torahisa. And Rabbi Shimon, and then there's a discussion in the Rishonim, but we'll learn like Rashi. What's the reason? Why should, why could a Kohen not marry a, 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 a Gioras if she converted when she was 20? Why can a Kohen not marry her? So the um, because of Zoina, we we if we take for granted that non-Jews are promiscuous. Um, that's how the Gemara views, or let's say Ovda Vodazora, idol worshippers are promiscuous, and therefore we can assume as long as she was over three, she's her beer counted, and therefore she would be a Zona and possibly a Kohen. Whereas if she was under three, even if she had beer, even if she was raped by other people, it doesn't count as beer. Remember, we learned that a few days ago that the beer of a, under, of a girl under three doesn't count as beer, and therefore she would not be a zona and she would be permitted to kohanim. So, with that background, it says, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai taught that a convert 
who is less than three years can marry a Kohen. Shenemar says, Now where does he learn this out from? The primary source is the story by Midjan. Remember, Midjan sent all their girls to seduce the Jews, and there was a huge plague, and then the Jews went to fight the Midjanim, and then they came back with a whole lot of capt- women that they captured. So the positive says, he So Moshe told them, all the young women, or tough, generally mean like children, almost babies, that did not ever know a man, you can keep them alive for yourself. One of the soldiers was Pinchas. Pinchas, we know, was a Kohen. Interesting enough, Pinchas was not a Kohen. And then when he stabbed uh, Zimri and he stood up for Hashem's honor, that's the famous story where Pinchas stood and he went and he killed uh, Zimri and Cosby. He stood up for Hashem's honor. Hashem gave him the Kohuna. So he, and then he went into battle with them. And the Apostle says, you can have for yourselves all the women who have never been with a man. We see that Pinchas was allowed to be with him. Oh, Pinchas the coin was allowed to marry one of these girls. Again, tough must be a young baby. Of Rabbonim. Rabbonin. How did Rabbonin who said that a coin can't marry? Wasn't Pinchas among the Kohanim, among the soldiers that would be given one of these women? He says, yeah, when it says you can keep them, you can keep them for slaves. Not that you can take them and marry them, but you can take them as slaves. Okay, so that's the Machloikes, Rabbi Shimon ben Yochai. And um, Rabbonin. Do, can we learn from the story case of Midjan that a Kohen can marry a convert under three? Says, but then the Gemara says, oh, But then a girl under three years old should also, um, even if she's three years old, she should be allowed to marry a Kohen. Where do we see a distinction in her age? So the Gemara answers, um, it doesn't, the Pasuk just meant young girls. Any young girl. Can, who has never been with a man can marry a kohen. So where do you get that it has to be under three? So he says, Kedirafuna. That's what we learn out from Ifuna. Dirafuna Ramik said Ravuna raised a contradiction. It says, call the, the, it's, it's the same parsha, the same paragraph in the Chumash, but it says, Kol Isha, any woman, woman implies adult, Yodas Ishla Mishkav Zoha, who has been with the man, Horgo should be killed. Ho, Aino Yodas, Kaimo implies that if you have a Adult woman who has not been with a man, you can keep her alive. Says Sorry, sorry, not if you know. So any woman who could have known a man, you put to death. Which implies that children, whether or not they were with a man, you can keep alive. And then when we say any child who did not know a man, you can keep alive. Implies that if they did know a man, you'd have to put that child to death. So how do you so so the one pasuk implies that a child can be kept alive regardless of whether she's known a man or not, whereas the second pasuk implies only if they have not known a man can you keep them alive. So the Gemara answers. So that's why Rav Huna explains. It's not speaking about a woman who actually had beer. It's speaking about a woman who could have had beer. I any woman who is old enough to have had beer, I three or three years and older, would have had to be put to death. And any girl who could not royal a beer, who could not, would be kept alive. In Tanya Namihachi, we have a price which teaches the same thing. When the Pazuk says that a woman who has known a man, and that means who could have known a man, doesn't mean literally that she had been intimate with a man, means that she could have known a man. Oh, why do you say that? Maybe it means literally only if she 
flips around and bring the tool and says by any child who has not known a man and adults implying that adults whether or not they knew says so clearly you have to say the apostle is speaking about how would you know how would they know the exact ages of these girls they didn't have their birth certificates so how do they know which ones were old enough to have had beer, and those who were not old enough. So Omer Omer They passed them before the tzitz. Remember the special plate that the coin got a war on his forehead? Anyone whose face turned like yellow or sallow, you would could be certain that they were fit to have had beer, and anyone whose face did not have wouldn't they, you would know that they're not fit to be. Remember we said the Gomorrah is assuming, at least by the Midianim, that they were all promiscuous. And again, that's, that's what actually ha- happened, remember, because the, even the greatest of the Midianim princes sent their daughters to go try to seduce the Jews. So we see how promiscuous they were. They didn't, they didn't value their daughters' uh, the chastity at all. Um, so, so they could. So, so therefore, the Tzitz, Anyone who passes before that sits, who is promiscuous, it would affect their face. And Omar Abnathman, Simon Laveira, Hadrakon, yeah. One of the simanim of immorality is Hadrakon, this, uh, this, this disease that turns your face um, sallow. Kiyotse Batova Atoime, we find a similar such teaching. Where they had to determine whether a girl had been with a man or not. He says, They found amongst the residents of Yovesh Gilad 400 young virgins who had never been with a man. Now, oh, just to go back there, the context there is quite a hectic story. There was a, a concubine who was raped by certain men of Binyamin, and the, Jew, the, the, other, the rest of the Jews wanted her to be held, those men of Binyamin, to be held accountable, and Binyamin would not hand them over, so a civil war ensued. And they basically wiped out Binyamin, just about. And then they realized, wait, there's no one for Binyamin to marry, we're worried the tribal die out, so what are we going to do about it? So they found, they had put a shvur that every single Jew, Jewish, all Jews had to send representatives to fight in this battle. And they found that Yovesh Gilad had not kept to that um, agreement, and therefore they killed the men of Yovesh Gilad and gave all the Naroz Basulas to Binyamin to marry, to try and um, regrow the tribe of Binyamin. So it says, so, so there they found all the girls, they found 400 girls who were Nara Basula. It says, Mino Yara, how did they know that they were, bas- that they were Nara Basula, so they had never been with a man? So Omar of Kahane, Shulam Alpi Chovis Yain, they placed them over, they made them sit on a barrel of wine. Bu'ula Reichonodev, Basula in Reichonodev. If they were a Bu'ula, then the smell of the wine would come from their breath, and if they were not a Bu'ula, if they were still a Basula, it would not. I don't know, some, uh, this is some science, I don't understand how it works, but it seemed they had a way to test whether a girl was a Bu'ula or a Basula. It says, Av and Avril, if now it sits, why don't you just walk them before the sits? We know that sits can also detect this, as we saw in the previous paragraph. Omar Rav Kahana Braid Rav Nason, Lerotson Lohem. Rav Kahana said, the son of Rav Nason says, no, the tzitz says, the tzitz will be for favor for you. The Lerotson, the Lola Peronius, the tzitz is for the good of the Jews and not for the bad. 
Here it was to determine whether this girl was a bula or bula. That's not a nice thing to do. Oh, yachi b'midinami. But then that was the same thing with midjan. Any girl who passed before the tzitz and whose face turned sallow would be put to death. So how can you tell me that tzitz is l'rotzon v'lola puranyoth? So Omar Ravashi, Ravashi explained, lohem tziv. It says l'rotzon lohem. Yeah, specifically for Jews, it is only for the good, but for non-Jews, it is not for the good. Um, I think we better leave it there for today. Have a very good Shabbos, and I'll see you Sunday.